Welcome, friends, to Workplace Injury Prevention, a Fit for Work podcast, where we are bringing the power of prevention to you. I am your host, Curtis Kopotic, and I am joined by my co-host, Amber Brown. And today we are joined by Paul Power and Asha Roy. Hey, Curtis. I am super excited. This was a really fun interview with Paul and Asha. Paul is the Assistant Vice President of Safety Regulations for Northwell Health, and Asha is the Director of Workplace Safety. These two have done an incredible job in bringing ergonomics training to the health setting. In this year in which we've had, there's been a lot of focus and a spotlight on healthcare workers and the challenges they face, they come at it and how way before the pandemic, how they can help with individuals' motions and making it a safer environment and as well as a exciting way to teach people how to lift better. So this isn't just for healthcare professionals or just for site safety people. You know, they have great ideas that maybe you can incorporate in your on-site training and everything else. So here is our interview with Paul and Asha from Northwell Health. So it's great to have both Asha and Paul here with us to talk about safe patient handling. And you both work for Northwell. And so we're going to start with Paul and to have Asha also both. We want to learn a little bit about what is Northwell and can you just give that little elevator short introduction as to what Northwell is. So we'll start with you, Paul. Thank you all for joining. This, uh, my name is Paul Power. I'm one of the leaders at Workforce Safety here at Northwell. Northwell Health is uh, New York State's largest healthcare provider. We have about 77,000 team members spread out through 23 hospitals, over 800 ambulatory physician practices, ambulatory surgery centers, et cetera, and hundreds of corporate offices. So altogether, our footprint is well over 1,000 buildings. We're located in um, New York City, Long Island, Westchester, you know, lower part of the state of New York, and we have some footprint, a small footprint in Connecticut also. You know, we're really getting, I think, like everybody else in healthcare and in every industry, you know, we, we were really hit with the pandemic recently. So, but Northwell, believe it or not, has treated the most COVID patients in the United States. World recognized for our Feinstein Research Institute. We have our own research institute. And that really sums up sort of what Northwell is. Uh, Asha and I are part of an amazing team called Workforce Safety, which was started about six years ago with the main focus is the safety of our team members. So from safety to make sure we have programs working with the partner hospitals and the safety officers and senior leaders in the hospital safety programs regarding, you know, safe patient handling, which we're going to talk today, slips, trips, and falls, workplace violence. We have an industrial hygiene program assuring that all our team members are safe from exposure of chemicals and airborne contaminants. Internally at Workforce Safety, we're sort of split into a safety team with, with Asha and I are on. And we have a return to work specialist team where what we really do is we want to, we sort of look as, as our team members as athletes. So we want to get them back to work as soon as possible. And uh, so we have a transitional duty team that once the person is on their road to recovery, we're going to get them back in the workplace. You know, we, we used to call that light duty, but that's, we don't really use that term anymore. So we have a trend, you know, so we actually will bring somebody back to work up to three months earlier to, you know, to get them back engaged. And this way they can start collecting their full salary. So the injury doesn't have a financial impact on their personal lives. So this is a really big spectrum of, of like, organizational that's got a lot of weight and resources behind it, which is always great to see. And so, Asha, if you could talk to us about and give a little perspective on your background and how you came to Northwell to be involved with the safe patient handling portion. 
Most certainly. I've been with uh, Northwell Health for, at this point, well over 10 years. My professional background is that I'm an occupational therapist by trade. I practiced in acute care, subacute, long-term settings initially, and then quickly went back to school to obtain my clinical doctorate. And at that point in time, I decided to pursue a doctorate in occupational therapy, but the focus was within administration and practice management. And for my final project, uh, so to speak, what I decided to work on was safe patient handling program implementation for a subacute facility, mainly because that's where I was working and I had a personal connection to that subject, being that I had hurt myself while working with patients. And to my luck, a month after graduation, uh, this position actually opened up with primary responsibilities actually dedicated towards implementation of safe patient handling and mobility program for all of our hospitals, um, skilled nursing facilities or ambulatory sites that Paul actually mentioned a little while ago. And I kind of knew right away that I could make much more of an impact to benefit patient care and especially my personal interest area of employee safety, moving into that position. And I applied and he hired me and I've been with the workforce safety team for over five years now, close to five years now. Five years and a lot of gray hairs on Paul's part. (laughs) (laughs) But well worth everyone, I'm sure. So um, just wanted you to kind of help broaden this topic to give people that kind of understanding of why we're talking about this to safety personnel. So why do you think that this topic is important to those who don't work in the healthcare setting, Asha? I think it's important for us to understand that when you come to healthcare setting, there are going to be aspects of healthcare that if careful programs are not in place and the people that are there to take care of you are not necessarily able to safely do that because they are getting hurt in the process. Even in the sanitation department, there are strict guidelines as to uh, what exactly is the lifting limitations, right? In the airplane industry, you can see that there are strict limitations as to what exactly is in place for lifting. In terms of our operational statistics, we have over 2 million patients treated annually, over 5.5 million patient encounters where there is a risk for some of our team members in terms of manual handling that they have to do where they can get hurt. So it's important for us to understand as a community that if we're expecting healthcare team members to be taking care of us, they need to be in the best condition possible so that they can do justice to the role that they signed up to do in the first place. I think it's just really interesting that, just as you said, we've talked to a lot of different people in a lot of different settings, but when we first were introduced to both of you, you know, it's like a light bulb goes on. Well, you know, gosh, yeah, they're seeing more people, you know, if you think of the assembly line or anything else and the number of of touches that any of our industrial employees or as we call them, you know, industrial athletes touch the same amount of repetition and risk is happening for our hospital and other healthcare workers as well. So it's great that you guys have implemented this and got this going. Let's go with Paul. How have you seen this change in what you guys are doing with the workplace injuries for the staff of Northwell? What workforce safety has enabled us to do is, you know, we're pretty, you know, I know there's bigger health systems and there's smaller out there, but, you know, we're still fairly large. And everybody in their individual workspace is always, you know, trying to make it as safe as possible and doing the best they can for the individual team. What this is really, you know, and maybe it's a little cliche, but it has, it's really broken down the walls and it's united the whole 
health system to one standardized approach. So what, you know, we have extreme, extreme senior leadership buy-in from literally from the CEO to, you know, our, you know, our VP, Joe Malloy, to uh, his boss, Gene Tagney, you know, so we're, we're up there on the food chain, as I like to say. So we have a great working relationship with our chief nursing officer, with our Institute for Nursing. So what we've really been able to do is get everybody on the same page. You know, we have, you know, as I said, you know, 77,000 team members. We see about seven to 8,000 injuries a year. Thankfully, a lot of those are minor and just sort of reports where other institutions might not count them as injuries. But we literally, a lot of people call them near misses, but we count them as injuries because they did have that potential. So, you know, and what we've had full buy-in and we were able to do is set throughout the organization, you know, actually through Asha's leadership, we've each hospital, we break it down, you know, so each hospital has two leaders for the, at least two leaders for their safe patient handling program. One is a manager, one is a frontline staff team member. And then underneath them, they have what we call champions. We're not, I don't think a hundred, you know, anybody that says they're a hundred percent, we're not a hundred percent there yet, but almost on every floor of every one of our hospitals, especially, we have a safe patient handling champion that has been educated, trained through intensive training program. We work very closely. We have our own corporate university. So all our education goes through the corporate university. We bring these leaders and champions in for training in our simulation center utilizing standardized patients, utilizing all the resources we have available. In addition to that, we've been able to roll out using our LMS system. Obviously, we can't get 75,000 people in, but all our clinical people are enrolled annually. And the team has just done such an amazing job of taking that boring, mandatory PowerPoint that you have to do to make it an interactive. And we go into our labs and we shoot videos to show them real life scenarios. And what we do is we base our training off our injury data history. And when there is a claim, it's not a passive process for us. Our team gets actively involved. Every single incident that occurs, a member of Asha's team is reaching out to that safe patient handling leader at that facility, to the unit leader, investigating what's going on, and then taking that actionable data and changing our program. You know, we are sort of building the, you know, building the plan as we fly. But it's really, it's about engagement from, once again, cliche, from the top all the way down to the bottom. But, you know, just through our relationships, every single new team member that works in a clinical role, it's important, you know, it took us a couple of years to build the trust with our, what we call the Institute for Nursing. But now one of our team members, one of the first people that any new, new person that joins the organization sees is a member of Workforce Safety, going over safe patient handling, having that discussion about how safety is a top priority on our organization. So, of course, with all the efforts that Paul mentioned that are in place, we are actually seeing reduction in injuries, cost incurred, and lost workdays. And that is exactly what we saw in our sites and overall as well. Our sites ranged anywhere from 20% all the way to 80% in the reduction with the implementation of the program. Additionally, we actually have sites that pilot various targeted um, safety programs, such as what happens when a patient falls 
at the hospital. Recovery of that patient from the floor in and of itself is a very risky manual handling task before it was intervened by some of our team members. So Erin DeCandia is one of our team members, along with the team at one of the hospitals who put a very wonderful program in place that reduced practically all of the injuries that were associated with recovering someone from the floor, a team member getting hurt. In terms of that specific program that she rolled out, her program resulted in none of the nurses getting hurt past program implementation. That's not something every health system actually can say. So in terms of program reduction, with all the change agents that Paul mentioned that we targeted, we are seeing it going in the right direction. That's absolutely amazing, the numbers that have dropped and that there have been no injuries since the implementation of this. I've been working with a couple of different clients on just new hire training and getting people involved right from the beginning. How do you guys make your training fun and fresh and keep people learning? I'm going to hand this over to Paul. He's come up with a very, very creative program that it's it's great to hear from Paul himself. Yeah, so we really do it a couple of ways. So the new hires, like I mentioned earlier, you know, we we do hands-on clinical training with them. We have a, a simulation room set up for any clinical person, so they all go through hands-on the equipment using it, understanding that it's not the full training because we only have them for an hour, you know, during that first crazy week that we all start a new job and you're rushing here, you're there. But once again, senior leadership buy-in. So a couple of years ago, we went to senior leadership with, with sort of a crazy idea to buy a mobile training center. You know, and lots of people have mobile simulation labs and they practice cardiac arrests and very high technology labs out there. But we built a very simple it's a Winnebago, literally it's a Winnebago, and we converted the inside of that to look exactly like a hospital room. We put one of the hospital one of our hospital beds in there, and what we actually do is we take we call it the bus and we take that bus around to all our facilities. Not only, you know, not only hospitals, we'll take it to ambulatory centers, imaging centers. We have the safe patient handling equipment on there. We do use a couple of different vendors um, of equipment, so we we want to make sure that we train the team teams on uh, the equipment they use. And we, we take the bus around and, you know, Asha's teams in coordination with those safe patient handling champions from those facilities staff the bus. And it, it's not a nine to five bus. It literally runs, you know, essentially 24 hours a day. We, you know, we usually stop at like three in the morning from three to seven for argument's sake. And what we found, you know, it's very hard to document this. People saw, you know, they go to the same conference room for training in their facility every day, but just the experience of going on the bus, you know, getting out of the hospital setting for that hour or so or longer. And we do the training on the bus and we bring the training to the facility. We make it available for all shifts. So that's one really, really unique thing that I, to our understanding, there's no other organization in the country, you know, that is doing that for safe patient handling. The next thing we've done, you know, and Asha likes to give me credit, but the whole team, herself included, but I don't know, I was like watching the commercial for the Olympics a couple of years ago. I'm like, oh my God, we should create a safe patient handling Olympics. So losing track of time, I think it's at least four years, I believe we've been doing it so far. So what we have is what we call the safe patient handling Olympics. It's set in the first week of December, first Friday in December every year. We actually have, you know, it's pretty routine at this point. And what we do is, once again, at our Center for Learning and Innovation, Asha's team develops scripts. We actually have standardized patients with our organization. So they'll lay on the floor. We'll put them in a bed. We'll put them in a chair. We'll make pretend they fell off a toilet. We develop scenarios. We bring some subject matter experts, including nursing and um 
therapists, whether physical therapists or occupational therapists, as judges. And each of the hospitals sends a team of about four or five, and we put them through four scenarios that are different each year. And we have a, you know, we have a creative scoring system where did they use the equipment right? Did they wear their PPE? You know, literally just so we have to be able to separate these. And it's, it's just amazing to see we get everybody together. It's a fun day. It has an Olympic theme. We have the torches. We have the medals. We have the flags from all the different nations. Uh, but probably the most impactful thing is just the engagement because th- these teams are in their hospitals practicing for the Olympics. So I don't like to say we trick them into training, but it, it becomes fun and very competitive. You can be honest. You are tricking them into training, and it's a beautiful thing because you got to make safety fun. Safety is too often approached with this humdrum attitude of depression almost and almost anxiety feeling. So the, the fact that you make it fun and something, if you want to make people perform, you make it a competition. It's just the way we humans are based. We will get back to the rest of our interview in a moment, but I want to ask you if you would like to get ahead of injuries, Fit for Work can partner with you to prevent injuries before they even happen. With over 750 sites and 20 years of experience, we have helped countless companies of all shapes and sizes do exactly that. We can guide you to systematically lower your company's injuries with four easy steps, on-site early intervention, industrial ergonomics, employee testing, and safety compliance. Go to our website, wellworkforce.com, and click on the Connect With Us button to learn more. You know, I think besides all the medals and we, we actually make, uh, we have trophies and, you know, when you, now when we go to the hospitals, they all have little trophy cases and, you know, first place, second, you know, so they go back and then they are celebrated in their hospital that they won the Safe Patient Handling Olympics. I think one of the most powerful things that I've saw through the Olympics was, and when we first started doing it, the standardized patients, they're actually legitimate actors. It's not just like me acting. You know, a lot of these people have SAG cards. So their director, uh, you know, their director was concerned that they were going to get hurt and they, you know, they, they have to make, you know, this is a part-time job for them and we want to make sure they're safe. The most impactful thing was after last year's Olympics uh, and they all love it and they come back every year and they want it, they want that gig. They want to do the safe patient. The first year the guy was like, they were jostling me around and he's like, I, I was talking at a higher note for a week, if you know what I mean. And he goes, he goes this year. Every single team, the way they moved me, it was smooth. It was just like butter. He goes, and I can, even though I only see you guys once a year, over the last four years, I see how the program is developing and how this impacts team member and patient safety. So that was really, really impactful to me. That's amazing feedback too. And, you know, just the lives that you're touching outside of the hospital setting, you know, with those actors as well. And I'm sure that they're taking away a piece of education also. That's just an awesome, awesome thing to hear. Asha, when we talked before, you know, one thing that Curtis and I were really excited to learn was the different ways that you guys are using technology to help with this training. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Absolutely. When it comes to training or education and training, there are limited ways in which we can carry it out. Of course, one of the straightforward ways is to put an education in the form of a video and upload it into a learning module and people can view it. It can be something as straightforward as it being viewed in YouTube or any other platform, right? And then, of course, we can carry out training in the form of hands-on training, which Paul mentioned that we do in our mobile training unit with our new hire orientation team members. But another area that hasn't been necessarily explored for the purposes that we did it 
was within the virtual reality space. Again, yet another wonderful idea from Paul. And what we notice is that using such techniques, there is a way in which we can transport the users and, of course, our end users being patient handling team members into a more realistic, risk-reduced work scenarios, right? Clinical scenarios that can be built in where employees get to learn the skills and procedures attached to patient handling without, again, getting hurt, nor then passively receiving that information, which would be the case if you're listening to something. So what happened with our virtual reality approach was we partner with Next Wave Health, where we created specific clinical scenarios. We gave scenarios that also resulted in the team having to generate specific patient assessments that the team members have to carry out, which would guide their practice as to which safe patient handling practice or equipment they needed to choose. And again, the realistic elements of walking over to the clean utility closet to grab a sock that need to go onto the patient's feet before ambulating them, grabbing the right size sling. These are the things that when you're doing training or if you're mentioning it in a video platform, we're not necessarily able to do, right? We can mention it, but no one can simulate it. So with the platform like video virtual reality training, what it can do is we can build it in in a way that team members are then having to choose and step outside of their regular way of receiving that information and then put into effect what they would do in normal scenarios. We're very, very excited about rolling it out. So that's, again, something that hasn't been done in this specific arena thus far. So it's going to be of tremendous help, especially in the COVID world. That is really cool. I I love technology and how it just involves the body so much more and gets the human experience so much more in depth. So anytime you can draw that out with getting virtual reality, I mean, just the engagement level goes up. Now, when we had talked earlier, you had talked about a, a special app or specific app that you use. Can you explain how this app has been used to help your employees with safety? Yes. And I just want to give a little bit of introduction to getting into the app. So when we decided to put together our safe patient handling and mobility program, what we realized was evidence also indicates that utilization of, you know, specialized equipment alone will not protect our team members, especially when handling patients who require a lot manually from them. In fact, if employees do not have adequate strength, flexibility, and endurance, then they can easily get hurt using the equipment as well. So what that led to was looking into resources that can assist them with strength building, flexibility, and endurance-wise, how do we make sure that areas also address So Salaso is a program that Northwell has that focuses on physical well-being. It's a physical well-being resource that's available for all of our team members and basically what they have access to in the form of an app so they can, again, easily pull it up on their phone. It's a recovery plan, which along with the recovery plan, they also have a prevention plan where they have access to a confidential online health assessment which will determine what exactly is the best care that they need after they answer a few questions. And again, if appropriate, they actually get a customized exercise program and education to help manage their recovery if they're suffering from any type of injuries, again, that they wanted to themselves get the help for. And we also have within that platform, a prevention plan that's geared towards improving strength and flexibility with the 24-7 free online well-being resource that is directed towards empowering our team members in bettering their physical health. 
So this is, of course, done in conjunction with a lot of experts, exercise physiologists, physical therapists, occupational therapists, where targeted exercises are put into a video format that they can just click and follow along with after they complete the online assessment. So the program is complete as possible. That's really neat. Like I said, I love what you guys are doing to looking outside of just a traditional, you know, because OSHA standard is basically just, hey, let's do a bare minimum. Here's a checkoff training. We told you what to do. But it needs to be more than that if you want kind of deeper results. And so really great to get both of your perspectives on the different ideas. And we, we really want to thank both you, Asha and Paul, for your time and talking about all the great things that Northwell's doing to help people that help others be safe themselves. If anybody is interested in learning more or specifically in that Northeast area of the United States, how can they get a hold of you or who should they contact? Where should they look? Well, we're not, we'll go anywhere. We really love sharing our knowledge. You know, we have relationships uh, throughout the country. So you just either feel free to reach out to myself or Asha. And it's uh, the email address is, is our names. It's uh, ppower at northwell.edu. And Asha is aroy at northwell.edu. And we'd be more than happy if anybody has any questions. You know, we'd love to share best practices and learn from others. Because, you know, as we know, anybody who says they do this the best is not. So we, we're always looking for partners, share our knowledge and learn from others. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. We- It was so much fun to have Paul and Ash on, and I love talking to people from New York. They, they just have so much passion, and it's really cool that, you know, like I said in the beginning, where they are on a year in which we've there's been this great respect and spotlight and attention paid to healthcare workers and the different stresses and burdens that they face, that Northwell is doing an amazing job of taking care of them at that ergonomic level, making sure that they're finding a way to train and retrain that, you know, this is a yearly thing that this isn't just, oh, we're teaching just the new hires and then that's it. But they're finding a way to consistently bring about the importance of proper lifting, taking care of your body and helping those healthcare workers. And really, I feel like this could be applied to any setting. Yeah. You know, Curtis, just like you said, with that retraining and that the annual skills competition with their Olympics, gosh, that just is so amazing. And, you know, with our background as athletic trainers, starting out in the high school setting, collegiate setting, you're schlepping around 10 gallon coolers full of water, ice, Gatorade, most of the time I'm, I, you know, I'm by myself, you know, it would have been great to have somebody come in and maybe have this be a part of an education program. If they, you know, if Northwell takes this all the way back to colleges or schools and, and gets in the, the nursing program or something, you know, what a great opportunity for safety personnel, our listeners to maybe grab a hold of this and start at the source. Definitely. So really a lot of good things for individuals throughout the nation at any company that deals with manual handling of anything. Um, Some great ideas that they have and can be implemented at your site as well. So feel free to reach out to them. And we really want to thank you for listening to this episode of Workplace Injury Prevention, a Fit for Work podcast, where we are bringing the power of prevention to you. Please like and subscribe wherever you listen. And to get started preventing injuries, please visit our website, wellworkforce.com. And remember, prevention improves lives.